What's going on, man? It's directly here with G, man. We locked in with Tone the Goat. We pulled up to the Goat House, man, to get some good, good, good content. You know, find out what he got going on, man. You know he always working, man. He do so much. So we about to lock in. We about to get it started. This is a Book Me or Not podcast. Third Eye Vision made solid TV, man. Shout out to Double uh, L Vision too, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. We rock with them too. So man, we are gonna get it started, man. Um, yeah, man. We appreciate you. Let us come to where you create, man. Your home, newly found home. Um, I'm gonna start up. The first question is, what made you bring the goat house to East Point, Georgia? Um, shoot, it was it's, that was a uh, easy decision of mine. Being from Atlanta, but uh, uh, more specifically from the South Side, I'm okay. born and raised in College Park, right. and I, uh, I grew up on Hershey Road. But uh, okay. it's kind of like you know College Park and East Point, like brothers and sisters. Uh, College Park, East Point, and Hateville. You know, we that's the Tri Cities. That's what the whole term Tri Cities <laughs> came from. Um, yeah. But uh, it was just you know I, I was gonna put it in College Park, but I had recently moved to East Point. Okay, and um. I was just like, shoot, I really just wanted something in the area, something close. It could have been College Park as well, but, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, right here on Washington Road was, that was the best deal I could find at the time, because we, we we living in a time right now where it's a lot of out-of-towners coming with money, and they buying up a, a lot of our shit, so a lot is not at, right. you know what I'm saying, it's not on yeah. the market right now, yeah. but I was able to come across this front street, you know what I'm saying, commercial property, and it's, that's about mm-hmm. as best as you can get, you know. Right, we appreciate you keeping everything in the, in, in the city. Oh, man. yeah, definitely. So what, what does the South Side mean to you? Oh, um, shoot, man. South Side mean everything. You know, um, I feel like it, shoot, everything that I that I pretty much do got a, a part of the South Side in it or I include the South Side somehow, some kind of way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've, been, I've been literally bringing money to the South Side for a good minute. A lot of people don't understand when... Mm. when when you do certain things on a certain side of town, they help out all other kind of businesses, or or it helps out, you know, uh, the look of things. You know what I'm saying? So like when I was when I was doing my team parties ten years ago, and I'm bringing Future, Two Chains, Rocco, Roscoe uh-huh. Dash, Travis Porter, Little Twist, whoever the hottest at the moment. When I'm bringing them to the South Side, and then these people getting on their Instagram like, yeah, you know, I'm pulling up the, to the Ritz in College Park, or I'm performing uh-huh. at the Ritz in College Park tonight for the No ID party, this that and third. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's making other people want to bring celebrities to the South Side. Or that's making people that's not from the South Side want to come to the South Side uh-huh. and see the South Side now. You know what I'm saying? Or like when you open up a goat house on on, on a main strip, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And you got a struggling business over there. It might be a struggling restaurant over there, but I'm bringing in 20 people per day and these people got to eat with a session. And now uh-huh. your business thriving off of my clients. You know what I'm right. saying? So, you know, I, everything I do is with the South Side in mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's know how you got your name, Tone the Goat. I'm a motherfucking goat. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's the kind of shit. It came from other people. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I've been, believe it or not, I've been being called the goat for a long time. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Like even when my name was Young Tone, like people just like be like, bro, you the goat, bro. Like because people that have had the opportunity to see me work uh-huh. behind scenes, they understand the whole. There's, there's no second guessing that I'm the goat because they uh-huh. they they get to see what other people don't get to see. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying. Um, what? It's coming around to the part now where, you know what I'm saying, shoot, my peers, they calling me the GOAT, you know what I'm saying, people in the industry calling me the GOAT. <laughs> you know, when Booster yeah. see me, he addressed me, GOAT, yeah. Tone the GOAT. A lot of people don't say Tone without putting the GOAT on it, you know what I'm saying, so it's in stone now, but, uh, you know, for those who don't know, of course, GOAT stands for greatest all time, it's an acronym, yes, you know sir. what I'm saying, to salute the people like Ali, Jordan, and LeBron, you know what I'm saying, because, no, you know, they, 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 they kind of 
Ali definitely broke it down for the the whole goat thing, and then Jordan just you know took it up there with him. So how does uh, living by the name the goat? Mm -hmm. You feel like that's pressure on you, or you feel like I want that type of pressure? Like I'm the goat, like so I gotta live up to this. I don't think it's pressure, and if it is pressure, then yeah, I want that kind of pressure. I, mean, <laughs> but I don't think it's pressure at all because when you know, when you really like, like, to be honest, like a lot of people could be like, there's a lot of goats. That's not true. Now, there's not just one goat, but being a goat, like, there's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you the goat, you the goat. Like, you know what I'm mm. saying? Tyler Perry is a goat. The mm. Rock is a goat. Uh, Michael Jackson, Prince, you know what I'm saying? James mm. Brown, or if you want to go to other, Elon Musk, or, or mm. Mark Cuban, or, or uh, uh, Dane Dash, Russell C All these mm. are goats. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But all, and they not goats because they're rich. You know what I'm saying? They, they the greatest at what they do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You the greatest at your time and what you do. Mm. Like, you know, I got a concert coming up this weekend. You can look at uh, that whole ticket on, on anybody that's performing on them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Fuck record sales of this, that, and third, because that was because of your team, this, that, and third. But ain't nobody right now as relevant as me. Ain't nobody right now. I'm the goat out of that. Right. If you just want to put everybody on that ticket that's on that motherfucking ticket, it'd be like, shit, who the greatest right here? Oh, yeah. You know, all, everybody on that ticket needed me. Right. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. along the way, yeah. everybody on that ticket needed me. Yeah. From Travis Porter on down. Yeah. So, so with my generation, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the goat. goat. <laughs> and I get it, and I respect it that a lot of people ain't going to give me that title until I got a, a, a platinum plaque or, or a mm. grant. Cool. You know what I'm saying? You just wait till the end and call me goat. Mm. People that been calling me goat going to be like, I told you so. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Speaking, I just um, I just heard you speak of Boosie. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Boosie, how did y'all link, and how did you become um, his engineer? Man, just just working, just doing goat shit. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was young scooters engineer at the time. Okay. Um. Well, I was, I was Shotty Lowe's engineer at the time, mm -hmm. but I was recording. Uh, like you know, what I'm saying like when Scooter got in the studio, or whatever he he booked me to engineer shit. For sure. So you know, what I'm saying I was recording a lot of scooter shit, but I was Shotty Lowe's in house engineer at the time. But I was in a mm -hmm. session with Young Scooter, and um, Scooter was like, "Shit, you know, what I'm saying I got this song I'm about to put Boosie on, mm -hmm. and I, I produced the song. Me and my boy Crush Haven had produced the beat." And he had dropped the original hook to it, did his shit um, to it, and then he had put Stuntman from D4L on it. Oh, man. He had Stuntman from D4L on it, and then he had uh, Badass Quick on it. Okay. And he was like, man, yeah, I'm about to take a stunt off, and I'm about to put Boosie on it. And when he said Boosie, like, this during the time where, like, people were still playing with Boosie's name, like, Boosie free, Boosie free, or yeah, and he yeah. don't be free, or Boosie about to get out, and he don't get oh, out in yeah. that third. So when he said Boosie, I was kind of like, he must be talking about somebody from the east side that's called Booster or something or whatever. It was like, you know, Scooter and them had yeah. movements where, like, it, it was a few niggas, like, uh, that was on the east side, like Veli Sosa. Shout out to Veli Sosa. But it was like some people that had the Booster fade on the, on, the, on the east side. So, you know, I was thought probably he was just calling somebody Booster or something. Uh -huh. The next day came in when he posted his session. He doing his session. He's like, yeah, Booster about to come in. So I'm just, like, I'm always in a mode where I'm like, Never, never in groupie mode, never in fan mode, always right. professional, always business, especially when I'm supposed to be handling business. Right, so right. I'm just trying to goddamn, like, you know, to keep shit cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Buddy coming in the studio, it's about 20 on. Right. So I'm looking over. I'm looking, trying to look. I'm like, damn, that nigga look like Boosie. But I'm trying not <laughs> to goddamn, like, really, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, it's this nigga Boosie. So I got down and text my wife. I say, I say, you was right, Tupac ain't, Tupac ain't dead. Oh. That's exactly what I tested. Boop up. She was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. She was like, I told you. I told I was like, no, no. 
I was like, who's seeing here? Next thing I know, skirt, she done pulled up to the studio. Oh. So goddamn, we in there, I'm working or whatever, man. And um, long story short, he never came in. Like, say for instance, when he came in the studio, it was an outside area with a piano in there. Plus, the, the door to go in the booth was out there. So he never had to come into the room where I was engineering at mm. to talk. He went straight in the booth when he came in the studio. Mm. So I don't know if you know, you know what I'm saying, but engineers know, like, for somebody to go straight in the booth and not kind of make any kind of chemistry or hear the beat with you or go over or be like, hey, this is what I want to do or I want to mm. punch it. That's a difficult job to be recording somebody and you ain't even spoke to this person yet, yeah, yeah. let alone this is Boosie. Yeah. You feel me? So <laughs> he go in the booth. Me, I'm a goat. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this shit since right. nigga, since I could remember. He get enough, I'm doing my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga had to do nothing. I'm talking about as soon as he finished the motherfucking bar, punch in, he's coming. You ain't even gotta say, hey, woo. no. Mm. And they came out the studio. And he came into the engineer room. And he said, Man, it's the coldest engineer I ever met. <laughs> And nigga told his right man here, man. He said, man, get his number. No, mm. he said, matter of fact, put my number in his phone. Mm. He said, he coming with me. Oh, shit. That nigga Scooter said that night. He said, God damn, man. Tony, you ain't going to record none of my music no more, man. <laughs> and from that day forward, I been with Booster. That was exactly what it was. Uh, it was. It was just like that. Just like that. Mm. So by, by, by you being a GOAT, who inspires a GOAT? The GOATs. I'm, I'm, so mm. one thing about being a GOAT is you can never be... You can never look at yourself like there's no bigger goat. Because when that happens, you lose inspiration. You have no motivation. You have no, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I say, Boosie called me the goat. Boosie the goat to me. Mm. And I got other ones, but like, this is this is my brother. So like, his, everything he's done and gone through since yeah. I've been around him, that's my motivation to, you know what I'm saying, to be the goat. Because I see yeah. a goat going through goat shit. Yeah, and yeah. how he handled goat shit. Right, he overcame a lot. And, and how, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. man, people would never know. People would never understand. On top of it, it's not a lot of rappers that has as much money as Boosie. And Boosie don't have yeah. near as much, near as many of the opportunities that these niggas get. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boosie ain't never been on a, on a nationwide tour. Boosie ain't never got a, a BET award or a Grammy. Mm. Boosie ain't never got damn had consistent radio play nationwide. Mm. Wipe Me Down ain't Boosie's song. Independent oh, man, ain't Boosie's right. song. That's right, that's right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people don't understand. All his shit come from the mud. Yeah, right, right. From the mud. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So tell us about um, No Cuffing and uh, how do you feel like that, that changed your life after you dropped that song? No Cuffing is a is a is a is a staple. It's a it's a it's a staple in Atlanta uh, hip hop history. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. That one movement alone, just the whole phrase smash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we switched around the whole meaning for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Webster, Webster should literally not only put the meaning of smash that we came up with in the dictionary, but also give us credit. You know what I'm saying? Because before us, smash was kind of a term used to, like, like shit on a nigga or, or like, yeah. squash a nigga or you about to, yeah. you about to, you about to slide on this nigga. I'm about yeah. to smash this yeah. nigga. You know what I'm saying? It was never used in a term of sex. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we, we did the whole smash and then the, the pass in, no cuffing, which ultimately turned into a whole online game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, smash, pass, uh, uh, smash, pass a cuff under a picture. Uh, All of that came from this one movement. Uh, On top of the whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I came up with the design for the shirts. I hand drew it and everything. And um, uh, yeah. I wish I'd have been a little more... Uh, on top of the business side with trademarking and stuff because they took my whole design. Like my, my design, I had the circle, censorship, 
the censorship uh, thing with the uh, the bathroom logos. I put the girl and the boy, but I had them holding hands, but then I put the circle with the censorship over it, so it's like no cuffing. Uh-huh. You had people that took that same logo, but until they put no cuffing at the top, they put no boyfriend, no problem. Mm. And they sold these bitches in the stores and made a killer. Yeah. But it's all off my shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, yeah shout out to everybody yeah. that was a part of that movement. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That man. shit was that shit was as big as it get without without a without the help of a label. Right, right. Without the help of, you know what I'm saying, any big dogs, that shit is big as it gets. Yeah. I don't feel like on. a song could get no bigger than mm-hmm. that unless a label is involved. Nah man, when that song came on back like that was it. Everybody knew the word. Yeah. So. Did you know that that song would have went that well? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I wasn't so so when I first heard the song, I knew it was when I first I knew I I said it. You know what I'm saying? I said it. I said it to my homeboy. I said it. Everybody know when I the first every time I heard that song. You know what I'm saying? The the funny story is, so I'm I'm performing at a I'm headlining this uh this showcase or something. So they had a whole lot of opening acts. Right. And um. Self-pay Ace and, and, and another group, I didn't forgot their name, it was Black something or Purple something. Okay. They was performing. Uh, and the song outside of Ace Park was horrible. Hmm. But I could tell with Ace Park and I could tell with the beat. Like hmm. I just know music. I told my homeboy when they performed, I say, I say, that's a banger, that's a hit. I say, go tell they uh go tell them I want to get on that song. Hmm. My help, my uh my homeboy, he was my manager at the time, my homeboy went it went and told him. And they had some lady, she was like six foot something, tall lady. She was she was acting like they manager. Mm-hmm. She was like, nope, we don't need him on the song. <laughs> like, bitch, you don't know who I am. So I, my homeboy came back and told me, I was like, oh, fuck that song. They don't give a fuck. Fuck this motherfucking song. Like, I had a song called, I had, I had a song called STFU at the time featuring Trevor Porter. It was out, man, this bitch was out of here. Then I had another song called Motor Booty. That bitch was out of here. So like, mm-hmm. literally, it didn't like I had built my movement up to where at that point in time, it didn't matter what song I was gonna put my all into, it was gonna go just because the movement was done. So she told me they ain't want it. She was like, fuck it, woo man. That thing I know like two two days later, the main dude, you know what I'm saying, Ace that was on the song, he called me personally, like, man, they ain't my manager. I don't know what she's talking about, man. This my song, man. Fuck that. I need you on this shit. Ain't nobody big on the south. I need you. I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna meet up with you. I was saucy. I was still telling my home, but like, man, fuck that song, bro. Them niggas yeah. like, niggas tripping. He was like, nah, man, you said it's a hit, bro. I'm gonna make it happen, bro. Uh, so we pulled up on him. We sat sat with him and his mama at a round table in they house. They was like, you know, he was like, I've been going to your parties. I'm all familiar with your movement. We know you're a bit dotted. Then third, so I took the song, took it to my studio, did what I did to it, rearranged some things, put my verse on that bitch cover art for drew up a whole marketing scheme and everything and went with it that bitch i'm talking about when i tell you this song in less than <laughs> in less than 48 days was a banger mm. i'm talking about this bitch was out of here and then on the flip side i tell you this how big the song was and this how smart i was so like like i said i'm, I'm throwing the number one team parties on the south side i'm bringing 2,000 plus people to every single one of my parties every night i do a party i got 2,000 plus teens okay. in the building and what a lot of people don't know like Fuck that 18 and up shit. Fuck that 30 and up, 25 and shit. Who the, who the people that's on the internet the most? Who the people that's TikTok the most? Who the people that's you. social media the most? The you. teens are what matters the most. Uh, so I got 2,000 teens coming out to see me mm. every weekend. So I had got to the point where I was like, man, I got to figure out a way to separate myself from all these other artists that's doing shit. So I was like, I, I know what level I'm supposed to be on and the level I want to be on. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. So I started booking Travis Porter and putting my face right next to theirs on the fly. I started booking... 
Future and put my face next to his on the fly. Or started booking Rocco, headlining Rocco and headlining Young Tone. And then below me, I might put some other big artists, but I put a picture smaller than mine, but, but <laughs> below me, because this is my motherfucking party. Plus, I'm paying y'all motherfucking to be here so I can do what the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm about to look like the big dog on this bitch as I should. Yeah. Did that. So, like, one with the time I booked Future, I told my team, I said, This is what we're going to do. I said, I'm going to book Future, but Future not going to perform until he see us perform. It was like, what if you don't want to stand there? I say, we going to make him. It was like, how? I was like, that's what we going to do. He going to come in that bitch to perform. Yeah. And he going to sit, as soon as he going to stage, we going to perform. It ain't yeah. going to be. And that's what happened. So we performed. And, and, and we had already been, we had already been cooking up this movement for a good two, three months for about Future through. So we've been smashing No Cuffing Through, the regular version, for about two months. So I booked Future. He came on through, man. I'll never forget. We performed that bitch. And I'm talking about this shit was like motherfucking nigga. You thought birthday bears was in the wrist. <laughs> we performed that shit, but then the shit was so lit. I was like, DJ, run that shit back. We performed it twice. Mm. And I'm talking about the second time was more hype than the first time. Yeah. This nigga back there, I can just see, you know, future a real, real, he got a real poker face. So, you know what I'm saying? He yeah. here. But I can tell that nigga was like, like what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> how do I not know about this shit going on? Like, they. Deep, everybody in this bitch is singing a song word for word that I know nothing about. Uh, so I know we performed, and before he performed, he was like, hey, hit me in the morning, I want to get on that song. Hey, you know what I'm saying? That's a bar. So boom, that yeah, was that. Yeah. Hit him up that next morning. He was like, pull up to the studio. When I pulled up to the studio, he was like, shit, I'm going to charge you a 1000 for the verse. I was like, run it. <laughs> had my, I, had, I had like 24 racks from the party the night before. Uh, nigga was like, shit, 1000 nigga. <laughs> yeah. That nigga went in there, came out. About three, three, four minutes later, the verse was dropped. To Officer Ricky, let the girl out the slab. I, I said, oh, my God. God damn. I know that whole verse. Then, oh, yeah. so I already had Stewie Rock on the verse, yeah. on the song. Stewie Rock got on it for free. Yeah. Future, char- Future charged me a rap. i never forget the day I sent the version with Future on it to Stewie Rock, a.k.a. J. Nix. <laughs> I told that nigga, I wish I had the text right now. I told that nigga, I say. I say, Jay, I'm going to sing you the song just so you can hear it. Mm. But I don't want to release it yet. I want this original version to ride another two to three months. Yeah. So when I drop this version, it's a whole extension, another life of this song. Yeah. Man, that nigga got that song, bro. I swear, two, two minutes later, that bitch was on the radio. I'm talking about, I didn't even have a clean version. The nigga made a clean version. Oh, I didn't even have a fucking clean version, bro. The nigga yeah. made a clean version. Like, fuck it, Man, that shit hit the radio, bro. I ain't never, my phone ain't never blew up at once like this in my life. I'm talking about, I'm on the way to a show. I'm like, what the fuck going on? <laughs> they like, bro, ooh, ooh. Yeah. I said, man, turn it on the radio. And this shit was, this shit was, this shit was on my verse when we turned it on. Yeah. I'm in this bitch like, I'm mad, but I'm happy as a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm pissed, but I'm happy. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to feel. You're like, one in, I ain't want to come out yet. Yeah, because on top of that. The only time my song had been played on 1079 before that was Battlegrounds. Okay, yeah, I remember Battlegrounds. We had one Battlegrounds that, that it, it was it was what it was. So I shit was playing in the club, but I shit mm-hmm. still wasn't like this was radio prime time. I'm talking about seven, eight o'clock Friday night type shit. Mm-hmm. Niggas in their car. They, man, that nigga dropped that bitch. After that, every DJ, every DJ had that song. Yeah. Stewie Rock pushed the button like a motherfucker, boy. Mm-hmm. That shit was out of here. Gone. All she wrote. Mm-hmm. It's a rap. So speaking on, um, you had much success in the music business. What made you want to transform into film? Like, let's talk about Goat House Studios and 
I had, I had always, I had always been into, uh, I, I was in drama actually in grade school, so I, I had okay. a, a background in, um, okay. in films and stuff. Anyway, baby, I'm in an interview. I'm gonna call you right, right when I get done. Okay, I had already been in um, film since like fourth grade, so I had a, I had a background training or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I, I actually, I started in all my uh, elementary school plays and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was starting then, so. I had a, uh, I guess a light background in in, in drama or whatever. Plus, okay. my uh, my grandma was a comedian. My mom won first place in Apollo. So I just feel like entertainment is entertainment. It don't matter which form of it you could do. You could damn near do all of them if you if you figure it out. You know, I feel like a rapper could sing, a singer could rap. I feel like an actor could do music. You know, what I'm saying? I feel like an entertainer is an entertainer. You might not be able to do it better than the best, but you can do it. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? So at, you drop um, Bloody Neighborhood. Um, you got OnlyFans coming up. Yep, yep. Bloody Neighborhood. Um, Bloody Neighborhood dropped March 2020. Okay. It, it uh, premiered March 2020, and um, to this date, it's over two million streams. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to OG Making. Shout out to uh, Jamar Love. I mean, Jay Amore Love. Uh, shout out to um. Everybody that was involved in Bloody Neighborhood, but we're gonna be picking up with Bloody Neighborhood too in about a month. We're gonna be filming, and I got a, I actually got a location on on Washington Road this time that we're gonna be film, filming Bloody Neighborhood at. So that's dope. I'm bringing that to the South Side. We we shot Bloody Neighborhood one on the West Side okay. in uh, Dixie Hills. That's a legendary project. You yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. in Atlanta, but uh, this time we're gonna bring it to the South Side. Okay. Plus we're gonna expand the whole story and work in a few more games and stuff. And then like you said, on the flip side, man, I got all kind of new projects in the works. OnlyFans Atlanta, that's my reality show, that's in the works. You know what I'm saying? Uh five of the top OnlyFans girls. They're gonna uh, just be showing you how wild and crazy and fun their life is on top of how they how they making money and flipping it at the same time. So that's a dope ass reality show. Then I got my TV series Rap Money on the way. Yeah. Guest appearances from DC Young Fly. Uh, Fabo, Chinez, Myron, and, and, and uh, a lot of others. You know what I'm saying? So y'all look out for that. And then my movie Best Buds is gonna be dropping. That's my comedy. Guest appearance from porn star Jasmine Banks in that motherfucker. I can't wait till y'all see that. Oh my okay. god, boy! That one right there, I feel like it, it, it's gonna be a a stoner's favorite movie right there. You know what I'm saying? We uh we put a lot of work into that. It came out dope. Shout out to my boy. Chuck star, fuck with Chuck, you know what I'm saying? He filmed that when I wrote it, directed and starred in it. Shout out to Pistol Pete, he's in it. Uh, my boy, hey, Wells the Goat in it. That boy Wells ain't say too many words, but his presence is very heavy. <laughs> yeah, my boy Wells and Best yeah, Buzz. Yeah. And um, just the whole team, Goat House, man, we did that one. We filmed the movie in two days. So that, we, we filmed a, a hour and 30 minute worth full feature film in two days. You know what I'm saying? So, that's yeah, no man, um, like I said, man, your grind, man. We're gonna give you flowers now, man. Like I don't want no flowers now. Oh, he, I don't want no flowers. Want now. I ain't going nowhere no time, so I don't want them. <laughs> I appreciate it though from the bottom of my heart, man. I swear, yeah. I, ain't, I I feel like, man, this is another thing. This is for the people, like you know, what I'm saying, tuned in, man. Just live your life in a righteous way, man. You know, what I'm saying, right. surround yourself around some positive energy, man. And just aim to live long, and you shall do so, man. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like my my motherfucking grandma died at 104, bro. Like so, I ain't got no intentions on going nowhere soon. If I do, it was a mistake. But uh, I'ma live with the intentions of planning on living for a long time. So I eat like that. You know what I'm saying? I live like that, and I move like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I don't even. I don't. I separate myself from negative energy immediately. 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 You know what I'm saying? You know what though? 
I can see you being on, on some noodles or some chips. Like. Yeah, I could, man, somebody said, <laughs> that's crazy. Somebody said that, see, what, two days ago, I think. Oh, we were talking about the Boosie chips. Bro, why you ain't got your own chip? And I, what's crazy is, bro, I ain't, I'm so humble, bro. I don't even feel like it's time for that. My, a lot of people around me feel like, no, it's time for that. I'm like, yeah. it ain't time for that. It's like, so, you know, if, if, yeah, if anybody want to make it happen, reach out to me. I'm all for it. But on top of that, man, I'm, 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 I'm here to, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't got no rush in nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a student of the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, and I'm 10 years deep into this shit, but guess what? Niggas like Jay-Z didn't pop off till they was my age. Niggas like, yeah. shit, niggas like 2 Chainz popped off older than me. Niggas yeah. like Jeezy didn't pop off, you know what I'm saying, a little older than me. Eminem didn't pop off to a little older than me. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of these are the top artists in the game. You know what I'm saying? Ty Dolla Sign, whoever, a lot of these people, you know what I'm saying? So you just, you got to, for one, a lot of people compare themselves to the wrong people. And that kind of that kind of throws them off. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no business being 28, 29, 30, comparing yourself to little baby or NLE Chopper or anybody, right. you know what I'm saying? Or, or they kind of success. Right. Everybody get their success a, a, a different kind of way. But if you're on the later side of your career right. and you feel like you still can make it, nigga, compare yourself to somebody that made it later in their career. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like don't get, don't, 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 don't start goddamn getting lost in the sauce. Everybody won't, everybody, Look at somebody else's success and feel like that's how it's supposed to work for you. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that ain't how it's gonna work for you. Okay. I was in the same boat, bro. I I, yeah. I predicted myself a trillion. I predicted my success a yeah. trillion times before it happened, and it never happened like that. Right. I never predicted this shit. Yeah. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? If I would have predicted, I was I'd have been signed in 19, 20, 21. <laughs> I'd have got there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'd have been in goddamn had yeah. 24 cars by 25. But I'd been doing a whole lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. Blowing you know. a whole lot of fucking money. Yeah. Cause you know more different stuff now, you know, you know. Damn up. Yeah. I don't give a damn about no two hundred thousand dollar chain. Then give me a motherfucking two hundred thousand dollar D. Facts, facts. What what advice can you give it right now if you and your younger self was sitting if I wasn't sitting here, you and your younger self was sitting here, what advice would you give it your I own some shit, young nigga. Mm. That's a bar. I can say more, but that's that's a bit that's the yeah. best I could put it. You ain't a boss yeah, until own. you own some shit, nigga. Yeah. And I ain't talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. Talking yeah. about own some shit. Let's talk about June 11th, man. Some big, yeah, big Sir going Ski. Man, what's going on? I'm taking June the 11. motherfucking school bus. Oh, no, nah, that ain't June 11th. I was about to talk about my performance <laughs> this weekend. I'm riding the school bus <laughs> in my performance, too. We coming 34 to deep. 34 to deep to yeah. Cosmopolitan this, uh, this Sunday. But look, June 11th, Freestyle Frenzy 3. Yeah. 30 tracks. 30 songs on one mixtape, and the reason it's 30 songs is because starting on June 1st, I'm dropping a music video every day of the month. Okay. And they're basically the songs from the project that drops on June 11th. Okay. okay. So 30 days straight, you're getting a different video, a different song off of Freestyle Frenzy 3. This is my third installment because this is literally, literally my third time doing it. The first time I did it was over a decade ago. And like I said, basically I came up with the whole concept that I wanted to take a month and do a different freestyle, a different video, you know what I'm saying, every single day of the month, consistently. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that just falls under my whole slogan, who gonna outwork me? Who gonna outwork me? Then I wanna ask you, who, speaking of, um, your daughter just graduated, mm -hmm. how, how do you balance doing everything you're doing and being a, uh, a good father that you are? So that's another tip to anybody that's, you know what I'm saying, like, trying to do a lot of shit, bro, it's just all about organization. It's like, you know what I'm saying, like, having an agenda, bro. Like, like I don't I don't give nobody else my time 
before 9 30 10 a.m other than my family okay mm. then from 9 30 10 a.m all the way up until about 4 p.m it's all me and whatever my career and uh -huh. then from four to seven i'm back to being a daddy and a husband uh -huh. and then from probably seven for the rest of the night i'm back to this shit. but it's just all about balance you know what i'm saying um on top of like shit, a lot of people like like you know i pay i my, my kids was three and four this year when they started school but i paid for them to go to school and a lot of a lot of parents don't like to have to pay for their kid when they three or four but mm. but that's how you get that free time to grind like if you ain't got the time to grind you can't make the money you need to make that's unless you just got a unique lifestyle some people make money literally from their home so that's cool yeah. you know what i'm saying i got to get out and move around and make my money so the best thing i could do is make sure that my kids either had a babysitter or or, or a daycare or an academy mm. or a school to go to so i can uh, be able to do the things i need to do on top of my my partner, she can you know what I'm saying do shit she need to do or whatever, mm -hmm. or else it's gonna be a motherfucking argument around this bitch. Yeah, and now yeah. nigga, nobody can do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So you know. how, how is it having somebody to have your back like your wife and uh, a backbone? Man, that motherfucker like my sister, man. That motherfucker, <laughs> that man, we fuss goddamn so motherfucking much it's ridiculous. <laughs> goddamn, but that's my dog. Like we've been together over ten years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We going on. Uh, December make five years marriage but shit I ain't gonna cap to nobody and be like that shit easy or right. oh do this and do that man look hey right. do do what you feel right I ain't got yeah. nobody get nobody no motherfucking got look <laughs> ain't no blueprint to it hey, man ain't no blueprint bro yeah. like I was I was fortunate enough to come from a married home you know what I'm saying rest in peace my mama she died five years ago but she passed married to my mm -hmm. dad and I don't have no half brothers or half sisters or brothers or sisters I'm li legit the only child mm -hmm. on both sides of my mom and dad. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I just came from seeing a married home. I came from seeing two people uh -huh. stick together and, uh -huh. you know, so, uh -huh. you know, that's that's just what, like, I feel like this goes for my kids as well, you know what I'm saying? When y'all watch this interview or whatever, like, like, the apple don't fall far from the tree, so don't go too far from the tree, especially when your people didn't built the good blueprint. Yeah, yeah, like, what yeah. I, like, my, my people spent time on building that blueprint for me, so why not just do it that way? Or else we starting from scratch again. Ain't motherfuckers tired from starting from scratch. Yeah. How the fuck can you create generational wealth if you keep starting from scratch? Yeah. Your daddy was a carpenter and he was successful the whole time learning him, want him, love him being a carpenter. Yeah. Even if you don't want to be a fucking carpenter, you better keep that carpenter business going. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're starting from scratch. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, yeah. you know, you, that, that's just. like you, you, you doing, you, you sending generational wealth up for your family. Man, hell yeah. I've been planning that from the get. See, my generational wealth was already started from marriage. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't bringing money, but that's that's actually a part of creating the biggest generational wealth. Mm -hmm. Name a billionaire that ain't married. That's a bar. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a bar. So what's next for Tone the Goat, man? You do so much. You got so much going on. Let us know what's next, man. What can we expect next for you? Man, my, my life freestyle. Go with the flow. Yeah, I can tell you what I got for, like I say, June 11th. Yeah. And I can tell you, um, I mean, all right, so so I do have Goat Fest that's okay. going down September 4th. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Definitely want Made Solid to be a part of this. Yeah, we're in there. But I'm going to be doing a Goat Fest here at the Goat House. That's one of the reasons I bought the school bus because I'm going to be renting out the biggest parking lot on Washington Road. Okay. And reason being, my festival is going to be, only way you can get here is going to be Uber, Lyft, Rideshare, Martyr. Or you're gonna park there in my school bus. It's gonna be the shuttle to take everybody back in motherfucking forth. 
Shout out to school bus, man. We we pulled up, yeah. me and my boy, uh, Third Eye Vision, he asked me about the school bus. I was like, I don't know, we're gonna figure out. We're gonna figure it out. We get him, we're gonna holler about it. He was like, what the school bus doing here? <laughs> bro, when I tell you, when y'all see the bus after I get done with it, bro, when I tell you, so so I, I let y'all know first. So my whole goal for the bus is, and I wish we was looking at it right now, but I'll give you the best visual. So the back three windows on the school bus, the back three rows, it's going to be a wall right there before the back three rows. That, those back three rows going to be all gutted out. That's going to be a recording studio. Mm. The next three windows, next three rows, they're going to be gutted out. And that's going to be a small kitchen. Okay. And then the rest of the bus is going to be a party bus. Oh, so now I got a food truck, party bus, and a studio all in one. On top of when people are on the party bus, you got a kitchen. Oh. On top of when niggas in the studio, you got a kitchen. On top of when shit ain't going else at all, you can run it as a food truck. And while people waiting on their food, they can chill in the party bus. You know what I'm saying? So I did, you know, just, just thinking of all kinds oh, of nah, different man. shit, man. Hey, you creative, man. Hey, third eye vision, now you know, man. <laughs> you asked about it, now you know what it was Yeah, that's, that's what I planned on oh, doing, man. We call this book me or not. Why should they book you or not? Why should they book me or not, man? I The reason they should book me is because, shit, it, it's, it, it's too many reasons to book me for. Mm. What you need? Uh, you, you got a wedding going on? Sure. All right, all right. What you need to film? Uh, you know what I'm saying? What, what you need a performance? Okay, yeah. all right, I got you. What you what, Hold on. You need your song mixed? Oh, all right, I got you. Right. Oh, you need a movie role? All right, I, I got you. Okay. Oh, you need some hand-drawn shit? I got you. Oh, okay, all right. Need some t-shirts pressed up? I got you. Gotcha. Flyers? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I can go on and on, but shit, why not book me? You can book me and not book nobody else. One motherfucking shop. Why not book me? Shit, I'd rather go. I, I'd rather go to a building and then walk out of there with everything I need versus having to go to twelve different buildings just to get all of what I need. Mm. Why not book me? Man, we we like to end the show. Um, normally, we like to talk about uh, positive quotes or affirmation of meaning. Yes, sir. Ski. Anything that you can, any quotes, anything you can give us, man, we can uh, we can end on a positive note. All right, so I tell you one quote. That recently uh, stuck with me. It's a Maya Angelou, Maya Angelou quote, and she say, she say, when a person show you who they are, you have to believe them. Mm. And that goes for like a lot of us, bro. Allow too many things to happen before you cut a person off. A lot of people give too many people too many chances when yeah. they already showed you who they are. Uh, it's up to you to take that. It's up to uh, you to, you know what I'm saying, take it for what it is. Because the only person going to get hurt in the midst if you keep a person around you that sh have showed you they are no good to you, you keep them around you, you going to be the one that, you know what I'm saying, get the short end of the stick. Disappointed every time. You're going to be disappointed every time. Um, And then a quote from me. Which is a spinoff from the Maya Angelou quote. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've always said, like, high expectations will get your feelings hurt. Like, I always come into a new relationship or a new situation with mediocre expectations. So that the person always has a chance to excel my expectations. Because if I set expectations up here and you never meet them, now I'm disappointed in you on top of 
certain people got trust issues. Certain people was burnt from relationships before, so they don't even want to give that next person a, 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 a understanding. Or yeah. you know what I'm saying? High expectations to get your feelings hurt. Yeah. How you gonna put high expectations into somebody else? You gotta let them show you that they're capable of. You know what I'm saying? You gotta let them prove themselves. Yeah. High expectations ain't nothing but potential. How many people live up to their potential? Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like then my last quote is my last quote is two first. Oh, no. Before you say that, I want to say one thing. Um, I think you shouldn't have no um, attachments either. Because everything is temporary. Everything like, is temporary, bro. Yeah. Live, live, live within. Live within. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Especially things out of your control. The only thing you control on this motherfucker is you. Right. That's the only thing. Everything else out of our control, bro. Uh, we waste, man. Some people waste so much time trying to control things that's out of their means, bro. You know and, and they get so lost in it and don't even realize. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, females do it a lot. Be with a nothing-ass nigga, but they whip them because they might see their cousin who's doing good and be like, I know you could be like, oh, they brother. Yeah. Everybody ain't wired the same. Everybody ain't built the same. Everybody don't got the same shit in them. And once a person, like, the best thing you can do is, like, if a person is in a fucked up mind, mold at the time, let them be until they come around. Uh, then you go back. But other than what you look like, riding the wave with them the whole time they fucked up. And you not fucked up. I can see if y'all riding the struggle together. Or whatever, but if you on top of your shit, and a motherfucker who ain't on top of their shit don't want to get on top of their shit, what you look like continue to be around them? They don't want to be on top of their shit right now. Let them not be on top of their shit. It's okay. Let them be. It's, it's a million other people that ain't on top of their shit. Let them be in the mm, I ain't on top of my shit crowd. But you need to go to the on top of my shit crowd. Or else your ass gonna lose everything you could be. Because you're fucking with some people, people that'll never be what you could be. <laughs> Them bars, man. And, uh, why does truth hurt? Truth hurt because love is pain. And a lot of people put love over the obvious. A lot of people put love over loyalty. A lot of people put love over ultimately everything else. Like, I don't think love is what made my parents marry last. Loyalty is what made my parents.